Hello everyone. Welcome back to Torsky Tuesdays. We are at episode 15 and we have been talking about how happiness ends up bringing about our our dignity as human beings. So, we are on page 43. The ability to choose is the name of the chapter. One of the components of the spirit is the uniquely human ability to choose by use of our intellect. In contrast, animals have no choice because they are dominated by their strong bodily drives. The concept of choice and choosing between good and bad or good and evil, right and wrong, yes or no, is only a concept that comes about to human beings and all human behavior is a choice. Now, that doesn't mean that everything we do is automatically a choice because there are certain things that we might do that is not specifically a choice. But at the same time, there is only the concept of things being left into our hands that are quote-unquote non-instinctive that is only for human beings. Continues Dr. Torsky. They cannot choose on the basis of right and wrong, then good and evil. Freedom to choose our actions is distinctly human. Some psychologists maintain that human behavior is on the same plane as that of animals and that our freedom of choice is an illusion. They argue that humans have a number of drives. And when some of these conflict, the stronger one wins. They claim that because we are conscious of what we are doing, we may think we are making a free choice, But this is an illusion because our choices are really the result of internal drives. So there might not be instinctive choice when it comes to us humans. This is false, obviously. As Dr. Torsi is going to go through in the coming pages. The example that I think of that really sticks out to me is, you ever been on or maybe know someone that one time in their life was on a diet and ask them what it was like after 30 awesome straight days of being consistent. Even a week. Honestly, even a day or two. Ask them what that first thing that they cheated on, what was that like? What was that choice like? It was hard. Because even though you're making a conscious decision, it's very noticeable that you're making that, that decision. What they're saying over here is someone can make decision over and over and over and over and over and over but yet they're not learning from it and it's not considered a choice because they know that it's happening. Yeah, of course they know that it's happening, but they're so used to it happening over and over and over. Every single time is still a choice, but it's still a choice. An animal, when, when they're not hungry anymore, I know, I think it's certain animals, I think fish is one of them that you have to stop feeding because they don't know their limits. But most animals, when they're not hungry, they stop eating. Most human beings need a little help in that department, present party included. So continues Dr. Torsky over here. Choice is greater than instinct. I do not subscribe to this theory, this one that some psychologists make that as there are choices are really the result of internal drives and not necessarily a choice. Rather, continues Dr. Torsky, I believe that our entire concept of human responsibility is based on the assumption Though we are not at the mercy of our impulses, 
And we do have the freedom to choose and determine much of our behavior. I think he words that very, very well over here. First, I think, to point out much of our behavior. There are certain things that we distinctively or instinctively do. Now, it could be that we think it's not instinctive, but because we're so used to doing something. Let's think of the perfect example nowadays that we all have of the second we hear a phone go off, we could be in the party of five people. We hear that ding, and we all know what that ding sounds like. We all pick up our phones. We all reach for our pocket to see if it's us. It could be that that ringer is not even our ringer, or my phone is in another room. But we're so instinctively, does that mean that we don't have choice? Of course. But we got to that point where we're so connected to it that it became a by road choice. And it just happens automatically, but that's still choice. But we, when it comes down to it, we do have a freedom to choose and determine much of our behavior. Of our behavior. And there aren't many things that we have full autonomy of what it is that we're about to do. That said, I need to add that some things that appear to be choices are not uniquely human acts because they are shared with animals. For example, a person may choose not to do something because of fear. That is not distinctively human because animals too may be discouraged from gratifying a drive of fear. If a hungry jackal foraging for food spies a delectable carcass that is being feasted on by a tiger, the jackal will not attempt to eat it. The jackal is not deterred by the ethical principle. It abstains from satisfying its hunger because it is afraid of getting killed by the tiger. Fear as a deterrent of behavior is an animal trait. Let's read that again. Fear as a deterrent of behavior is an animal trait. Though if someone's not going to jump off a cliff, even if they have a parachute on them, doesn't make them less human. It is the dominance of the biological fear of being killed that is greater than the biological urge to eat. And that will be an overpowering and eventually also could be something that could be incapacitating of a fear taking over for someone, which is what a phobia is in some cases. You have someone, let's say, dealing with someone recently that had and especially now during the pandemic, having a version of agoraphobia and not being able to be outside and being around others. And that takes over the human behaviors. For humans, however, choice is greater than instinct. Choosing means applying our intellect to do what is moral and ethical even if it defies strong bodily drives and urges. Here are two examples that illustrate the difference between instinct and choice. In the first example, an employee of a financial firm that turns over millions of dollars every day may know how to transfer money from other accounts into his. He is greedy and craves wealth. However, he realizes that the auditors may be savvy about computer crime and that if the transactions are traced to him, his ill-begotten embezzled funds will be confiscated and he would be fined and sentenced to prison. Because he fears the punishment, he does not yield to the craving for wealth. This is not, this is not a uniquely human choice because animals too are deterred by fear of punishment. And what happens pretty often in situations, whether they're Ponzi schemes or some other social media platform where a person might go on and try to get people to do stuff and buy stuff, it's because of that 
overpowering need for that thing that they'll justify what it is that they're doing, that they need to do this. Create false fundraisers. Fake a sickness to get money. Now, if you said, are you literally going out there and are you stealing money from others? Most of the time they'll justify it because people are innately good. I know that's a matter of opinion, but I do believe people are innately good and they make a decision. Some people have it more than others and their line to cross is very, very, very high and they will not climb that wall no matter what. A A uniquely human choice is when a person acts ethically in defiance of a desire even if there is no possibility of punishment. Let's say a person decides, you know what, I'm going to stop here. I'm not going to drink anymore. That's a humanistic behavior and choice that he's making to not do that thing anymore. Nothing to do with punishment, but he's making that choice, even if he loves the alcohol. In the second example, a married man who lives in Maine is attending a a convention in Hawaii where no one knows him. He has a desire to have a sexual fear. And there might not be negative consequences because no one back home will ever know. However, he refrains from yielding to his desire because he believes it to be morally wrong. This is an ethical choice that befits the dignity of a human being. The importance of choice as a component component of human dignity is discussed by the psychiatrist Viktor Frankl arguably one of the best and most notified, and not notified, it's not really the the right word, notorious and famous psychologist over the past hundred years, the author of my favorite book of all time, which is Man's Search for Meaning, but Dr. Frankel, who relates that when he was in a concentration camp, the Nazis were able to take everything away from him, but they had no control over his attitude. Even if he were put to death, he had the choice of how he would face death. No one could deprive him of this uniquely human feature, the ability to choose. Because the ability to make moral and ethical choices is uniquely human, it is an important component of spirituality and an essential element to human happiness. The next time we meet, we're going to continue and talk about what is this choice and how does that connect to happiness. But just to recap what we've been talking about, there is a difference between humanistic and animalistic behaviors and how choice is something that is uniquely human of how we go about living our lives. Thank you so much for joining on this podcast. I look forward to future sessions and I appreciate people that have reached out, emailed, and I encourage you to please send emails, questions, comments, thoughts, criticisms, constructive criticisms. I believe that will just make this podcast a better one. You can reach me at koshercounseling at gmail.com.